Well, hi there, and welcome to Unshaken. I'm Julie Van Warmer, your host for today's episode. I'm so glad you're joining me. Hey, I want to tell you about a couple things before we jump into our episode. First off, head over to your socials, Facebook or Instagram, and follow or like us at Women of the Word CTW. This is our umbrella account that covers and highlights all the ministries of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church. It includes our blog called Planted, great content. It includes our mom-to-mom ministry for mothers. It includes our Regarding Him conference. It happens yearly in March. And of course, it includes this podcast, Unshaken. There's so much good content you are going to want to follow, so do it today. That will be in our show notes each and every week. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast directory. It helps us out, but it also helps you out because you get notification of new episodes that drop each and every Thursday. You can also reach out to me at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you if you have ideas, suggestions, or even thoughts about an episode that you heard. Finally, as you know, Unshaken is a podcast for women, put on by women, and our goal is to encourage and challenge and point women to Jesus Christ. And as you know, with Jesus, we can be unshaken no matter our circumstances. Hey, let's head into today's episode. Welcome to episode 119, and first I want to just tell you, we're just going to jump right into our episode today. I want to welcome my friend Kara Wisniewski. Kara, you've been on here with me before, and I am really glad that you're here with us today. I'm really glad to be here. Okay, now I just have to let everybody know, this is what our life was like today, okay? <laughs> we both were very busy. I think Kara's probably busier than I am, because she has a, like, maybe almost four-month-old baby. Mm-hmm. And um, you know how babies sometimes kind of don't follow the schedule and rules. So you might hear a baby in the background um, here and there. Um, And that's okay, too. We are thankful for babies. And so we are just going to go with the flow. And yeah, we're talking about real life because we are living real life. Yes, this is true. Um, I'm really glad you're here, though, today with us because we have a really good topic. And I think it's an important thing to think about. And sometimes I think we don't think about this particular Mm. topic. I think it's creeping into our hearts and our minds, and then it comes out in our words and actions, like mold, you know? Yes. Um, I don't know if you ever have mold in your house, or your basement, <laughs> or yes. your bathroom, but it actually takes a lot of work to fix, and it just kind of creeps in there. Wow, that's a great way to start an episode. Maybe you're <laughs> going to think we're going to be talking about cleaning today, but we're not. Trust me, it is all good. So here's the honest truth. We all, including me, need this discussion. We are going to chit-chat about the topic of selfishness versus selflessness. And I will probably mess those up today as we talk because I always seem to get them mixed up. And those are both really hard to say, like I said, and hard to live. So, But before we get started, first off, Kara, why don't you tell me a little bit about your family and what kind of things do you do all day? Okay, well, my husband Daniel and I have 10 children, two adopted and eight bio children. I homeschool until the upper grades when the math gets too hard and they're ready to shine some Jesus on their own. I just love that because I agree with that 100%. (laughs) Mainly, I mean, I want my kids to shine for Jesus, but usually part of it is the math is too hard. (laughs) It really gets hard. Yes. Um, So we like board games. We love drawing tutorial YouTube videos. And we love playing outside. Hmm. Right now I have four children under four. So if I had a free moment to do anything, I would either take a shower or take a nap. Wow, too bad you can't do both at the same time. Oh, that would be nice. (laughs) Um, Okay, 
So um, what about selfishness? Is this like something you're super good at? <laughs> um, I do kind of feel like I get to cheat with this topic because no one is a master at selfish selfishness or selflessness. So this is one that we are all fighting together. Yeah. So it's it's not coming from someone who's mastered it. Maybe that's obvious because I'm not Jesus. So of course I'm struggling right. with selfishness. But I do love Jesus, so I am fighting selfishness and with some success here and there, but yeah. I will continue fighting it until I'm dead. Yeah, and actually, interesting, Kara, that's like a little description of pretty much all sin. Yes. Honestly, we're, we're always fighting sin in some capacity in our lives, and we may have some victories, which is great, but we have to keep going. Right, right. and selfishness is rooted in pride, so yeah. it's, it's never going to be conquered. Yeah, for sure. Okay, before we jump into this deep heavy topic today <laughs> i thought it would be fun if we played a little game do you like games love them okay here is our game maybe i should say cue the um game show music okay uh we're gonna get started this game is called helpful hacks i thought it would be great to ask someone like you who you know you have a lot of kids you have a busy family you have worked full time at different points in your life not at this moment in outside of the home but you definitely work 24 7 in your home yes. um you um are a wife uh, you are very musical. So we're going to ask some questions. I'm going to ask some questions. I'm going to give you a topic. And you are going to give me one tip or trick or hack that really helped you in this particular area. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, here we go. Keeping your bathroom clean. Well, this is actually my 16-year-old boy's job. And he has a job outside the home, but it's his job inside the home to clean the bathroom once a week. Okay. So my tip for keeping my bathroom clean anyway is to charge him $30 an hour if I have to do it. Woo! That works pretty well. Yeah, I would say that he would <laughs> never, ever miss cleaning the bathroom. I like that. In fact, I had to negotiate that down from my husband who demanded $50 an hour, but I thought that was getting pretty steep. Okay, yes. And you know what? I am always a big believer that when you're in a home with a lot of family, a lot of kids, everybody has to do their part. They do. There's too much work for me yep. to do. I can't yep. do it alone. Yep. And it's great to segment it out or like give people like a little jurisdiction or an area that they're in charge of it. It helps them get good at it too. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one. Number two, getting to church or anywhere on time. So if you know me, you're probably laughing because <laughs> I don't get anywhere on time. <laughs> I am trying and that's been a solid goal of mine to be punctual and it's not it it's not happening it's a fight and i am not winning um but i love your honesty though <laughs> just gotta be real here um it's gotten a lot better because i have designated a solid 15 minutes for putting on shoes and getting in the car and since i have made sure i have that 15 minute buffer before even trying to pull out of the driveway it's been pretty helpful but honestly i have to kind of go with the other side of remembering when you are running late to not get snippy and mean mm. because you're going to get there when you get there and ruining wherever you're trying to go for yourself and everyone else isn't going to get your time back anyway. Yeah, that's a that's really good. I like both those things. I like that you built a buffer in. I think that's, that's something that's helpful, especially if someone is um, chronically late. Yes. <laughs> if there is somebody, you know, build a little buffer in, get going a little earlier. And then I, I think we all have been late and been snappy with our family. Oh, yes. You know, and then you get to church and you're like, oh, well, praise the Lord, you know. <laughs> and you know in the car ride there, you were not praising the Lord. So <laughs> that is really good. Okay, here's the next one. Super fast hospitality, like 
Someone shows up at your door right now and you need to make them feel welcome. What do you do? You learn how to make a good cup of tea. Well, I guess you need to do that beforehand. Oh, yeah. Not right then. (laughs) Yes. So the British really have that down. They know the power of a good cuppa. I didn't think I liked tea until we lived in England, but it just turns out I hadn't had a good cup of tea. Huh. By the end of a good cup of tea, you feel all of your troubles melt away. And it doesn't take that much time, and it's not hard to have what you need at all times, and it makes you feel welcome. Mm -hmm. So part of it is using two tea bags instead of one. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. interesting. Just makes it a little stronger. So if you get British tea bags, they'll have twice as much tea as an American tea bag. Oh. Oh, so it makes it a little stronger. It makes it stronger, and I don't buy that it matters whether you put the tea bag or the hot water in first, but their tea's still better than mine, so I don't know. All right, okay. (laughs) Okay, how about a food hack that you do all the time that is now becoming something you just always do? Like, you didn't ever do this. Uh, So, pineapple tapachi. I'm a big fan. (laughs) I don't even know if I've ever heard of that. Right? Um, So, whenever I cut up a pineapple... You just cut up all the the sides of it, like the yucky parts, not the very top. Like you don't do the green stem things. Okay. And you chop it up into strips, and you put it in. I put mine in a half gallon mason jar. It doesn't oh. really matter. Just okay. Put it in something. Add a cinnamon stick. Add some sugar, and fill it with water, and it ferments over two days. And this this lovely fermented drink. Okay. Out of scraps. Wow. And why would anyone want to drink this? Well, it's really good for your guts. Oh. And it tastes really good. Okay. Well, that's helpful. Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> I, I, I can honestly say I've never in my life heard of that. So that's good. See, I'm learning things too. Okay. Here's another one. Children's clothing. And I'm guessing you have a lot of children's clothing at so your house. So much clothing. Mm-hmm. So what's your hack? How do you keep it together? I do a capsule wardrobe. Everyone oh. gets to pick 10 shirts, four to six shorts or pants, two pajamas, and three or four Sunday clothes. And there, wow. there's some peripheral stuff too, of course. But that is the base. Mm. And you can't drown in laundry if you don't keep a lot of clothes. So, And it's, they only really wear that much clothing yep. anyway. So you might as well make it easy on yourself. Yeah, I, I always used to do something very similar when my kids were little, and it really helped. And I also learned to not overpack their drawers. Yes. Because they'll never, they can't get them back in. Mm-hmm. So it'd be better to have less clothes. And then if you want other things, put them in a tub and pull them out when these things get bad and stained. And, exactly. You know, they cut them with scissors accidentally, you know. Or on purpose. <laughs> right, okay, or on purpose. We yeah. recently had that one. All mm-hmm. right, how about... Something that you probably don't get very much of, I'm guessing. (laughs) But how about time with your husband? Okay, so we've taught our children that if the bedroom door is closed, you may not knock on the door unless someone is hurt. Oh. And not like a little bit hurt, like really hurt. Oh, boy. So more often than not, this is him just getting out of his uniform and telling me about his day. But it can be any time. So whether we need to kind of hash something out or there's some loving... You have to have some time together. It's super important. Yeah. So um, that's really cool. I like that you've taught them that. That's a really good thing. I do remember 
a long time ago, it makes me laugh when you said they have to have a real hurt. Yes. Like, it can't just be I bumped my elbow. Mm-hmm. I still remember telling my kids they could not come out of their bedrooms unless they saw blood. Yes, unless there's blood. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then, of course, I have children who frequently have nosebleeds. Oh. Many of them do. So I can still remember them standing at the top of the steps like, no, Mom, there really is blood, you know? <laughs> okay, I love that. That's a training thing. Yes. You trained your kids, and that gives you that little bit of time to keep going. I love that. All right, one of my favorite things to do is to kill two birds with one stone. Okay, not in real life, okay? I'm not, you know, a hunter or something. I just like to get a double done. I just feel good. So what about you? Okay, so one of my favorites is actually having to do with discipline and children. Um, The best way to cure a bad attitude is with hard work. Mm. So nothing helps a bad, angry, out-of-control attitude like hard work. So the two birds is curing the bad attitude and getting the work done. Hmm. So where I am, there's no shortage of work and I can never get everything done anyway. So when you're curing that bad attitude, something that uses some muscle is really helpful with little to no finesse is ideal, not necessary. (laughs) Some mind is good. So weeding, picking up sticks, picking up toys in the yard, picking up dog food, or sorry, dog poop. Mowing the grass, weed eating, outside helps, mm. sunshine and space, and they can just roar yep. like they do. But picking up the playroom, cleaning up the person that they hurt room, washing the dog, and then washing the shower afterwards, cleaning oh the bathroom. The, I mean, the list is endless, but you're getting it all done, and they're turning themselves around. Mm. That's good. So my favorite example of this is when... My most stubborn child had a bad attitude that she had no intention of shaking. (laughs) I had a long list of things we needed to do before we got to go to the park. And because of her bad attitude, she did most of them on her own and we went to the park early and everyone was happy. Mm, That's interesting. Well, I like that you're teaching your kids to to get working on things. I think work is good for us. It is. And I think that it's not a Bible verse, but there is something about, you know, laziness is the devil's playground. That may not be the right word, but I just made that up. I know it's not a Bible verse, but it has got some Bible principles in there. Nice. (laughs) Yes. So I think that's good. Teaching your kids work and helping them work through something is awesome. Mm -hmm. And all of your ideas were awesome. I knew that you would have some great things. And thank thank you for playing our little board, our little game. You are welcome. Thank you. And you can cue the exit music right now, huh? (laughs) All right. And um, also thank you for not selfishly keeping all those things to yourself (laughs) since our topic is selfishness. It's really a perfect segue into um, this topic. And the difference between selfishness and selflessness, which always gets confusing in my words. Yes. And what looks like it in the life of a real woman. And what does it look like in the light in the real world? So why don't we, Kara, just start with some definitions. Like, why don't you define the two ideas? They're completely different, right? Define selfishness and selflessness for us. Mm -hmm. So selfishness, and I did just look at a dictionary. Yeah. And it made it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Is being concerned with your need and desires before others. Okay. Selflessness is considering others' needs and desires more important than your own. Hmm. So it's kind of simple sounding, but it's not. (laughs) All right. Let's start with uh, what we know well, and let's think about the world, because I think that's something we're very familiar with. I think the world would say that selfishness is pretty bad, but... Then again, I think maybe there are times we get mixed messages from the world. 
So let's talk about the world. What does the world say about these two topics? So I agree. There's definitely mixed signals. At first glance, the world agrees. But when we start getting practical, there are some problems. Mm. Things like you have to care for yourself before you can take care of others. And me time and self-care are always coming up. But you need to be selfless as long as it doesn't cost you very much. Hmm. So this all gets tricky because like most good lies, there's some truth in these ideas. Yep. You really should put on your own oxygen mask before you help others. Right. But you also shouldn't just put on your oxygen mask and sit down because you're going to put yourself in greater risk. So as Christians, we need to strive to be poured out empty by the end of every day. And by the end of our lives, all used up, which is, mm. by the way, not an original. Someone said it in Bible study, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I mean, I love that idea. And I think we're going to kind of hash through that a little bit more, yes. what that really looks like. Okay. So before we do, though, let's talk a little bit about where do we see these concepts played out in the actual re- real world. You know, people or different groups of people, celebrities, you know, Instagram mom celebrities. Like, who? <laughs> yes. who where are they at? So in people, especially women, it's become acceptable to pour yourself out for the workplace, but it has it's not acceptable to pour yourself out for your family, and it's definitely not for your husband. Hmm. That's misogynistic now. And serving your family is now wasting your skills. Hmm. So we see celebrities run from relationship to relationship because they have to take care of themselves, and they have to cut anyone off who tells them that they're wrong or imperfect in any way. Hmm. But at the same time, I've heard of church splits fighting over what carpet to put into a sanctuary. So we can't pretend we're really high and above it all either. Yeah, because that's really the root of that is my thing. I want something. I'm being selfish. Yes, my way. I want my colored chairs. Yes. Right, or whatever, which is really dumb to think about it. But it's real. Yeah, it is. Okay, let's counterbalance that. I agree with you on what the world says, but let's take a look at what the Bible says about selfishness and selflessness. Right. The Bible says there is no greater love than he who lays down his life for his friends. So that's really not what we're seeing in the world. Mm -hmm. So it's going to cost a lot, or at least it can. But in short, God calls us to be selfless. The God we serve is the ultimate example of selflessness in Jesus coming down from heaven where he was perfectly fine to be born as a vulnerable baby, surround himself by sinful men, and ultimately die with no one even understanding what was going on. Hmm. He didn't look out for his own interest, but he gave up everything to save us. He's the one that we want to be like, so we know it's not all going to be sunshine and roses. And selflessness is just not good friends with self-preservation. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, that word self-preservation really gets me every time because it is very easy to not realize we are trying to preserve ourselves. Right. It's our natural bent. So if we're not trying to correct it, that's the way we're going. Yeah. That's our natural flesh. Okay. So what are some of the great examples of women or men in the Bible that have been great examples on this topic of selflessness? I have to say that really slow so I don't mess it up. (laughs) So Ruth comes to mind. She Mm. is the ultimate daughter-in-law. She refuses to leave her mother-in-law after both their husbands have died. She could have gone home and started again, but her love for this woman drives this unlikely faithfulness. I love this story. It's a beautiful story. So who knows what a, would have going home would have looked like, 
But staying with Naomi doesn't seem like it's going to be prosperous in any way, shape, or form. But she considers Naomi's needs more important than her own. And, of course, she's super blessed and gets the guy in the end. And it's this sweet, sweet story. Sure. It's another one of those chapter or those whole books in the Bible that reads like a novel. Yes. This is great because I'm guessing there's a lot of daughter-in-laws out there listening. Yes. I think yes. we can probably make a little choice to even make choices. We'll talk about that more. To love our mother-in-laws. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else? So, I mean, Mary is the obvious example, too. But even though no one was going to understand, she glorified God when Gabriel told her the plan that she was going to be pregnant with Jesus as a virgin. Mm. I don't know how many people believed her, but I assume not very many. But she was pleased to serve God in this way. So the shame, the assumptions of people, I, I mean, it's not that they didn't bother her, I'm guessing. Right. But it didn't matter compared to her faithfulness to the Lord. So right. she put the needs of literally every person who ever lived before her own. Yeah, that's interesting to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she really gave up in that situation. Because at that point in life, she was a young lady and you just did not get pregnant outside of marriage. Ooh, no, no. So you're right. She had to set that aside to honor God. I mean, they were still stoning people back then. Yeah. 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 Um, there's Esther. And she was risking her life for her people twice, by the way. Once to tell that winner of a king that she was married to that the genocide of her people was on the calendar. And then she had to go back and remind him to do something about it. Right, right. <laughs> um, but so both times her life was on the line. Because so, you didn't go before the king. No, you didn't go before the king. And this, he doesn't seem to be a well-tempered man. Mm, no, I don't think so. Yeah, if you go to the beginning of the book, I don't, I don't think yeah, he's very well-tempered. It's not looking good. And I love the line in the Esther book where she says, if I perish, I perish. Mm. That is the epitome, really, of selflessness. Yes. And yet I'm sure Esther was a sinner just like us. Oh, of course. Yeah. She just looked really pretty when she did it. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, one verse that I think of in Matthew tells us that um, out of our heart, our mouth speaks, which I think is really important when we're talking about any sin. Yes. Because sin actually doesn't just isn't just show up or it's not from the outside. It actually comes out of our heart. Mm -hmm. And so we start thinking about it in our heart and then it comes out. So how can we fight this sin of selfishness in our hearts? Well, we need help with our hearts, which is sort of the point. We can't get anywhere without Christ working in us. He conquered sin and we're incapable of conquering sin on our own. So really, we go pretty nicely together. (laughs) It's not enough just to hold our tongues anyway. Jesus calls lusting after another woman adultery and anger murder. So it's not enough just to think it and not to say it. Mm. We have to ask the Holy Spirit to come and change us from the inside out. We need to repent of the sin that's in our hearts. Mm. So That's so good. Yes, yes. Everyone who's known my grandmother has always admired her so much because she never spoke an unkind word about anyone. Really? Not even in politicians. Wow. She even knew the last time that she had said something nasty about someone. It was when my father was he was young and he had some job involving tools. I'm not even sure which one it was. His truck was in the shop and he was supposed to get it back, but he didn't. Uh-oh. And his tools were in the back of his truck and he needed them for his job and the man wouldn't let him come get his tools. Oh. So the, that means the last time she said something mean was when she was in her 30s and oh. she died at 87. Oh my goodness. I'm convinced that she was able to do that because she didn't 
think unkindly. Mm. She always saw the best in people. And it seems like the older you get, the less of a filter you have anyway. And your heart is just exposed. Yes. I want my heart to look at the people around me like she looked. Now, just because we're asking the Holy Spirit to change us, that doesn't give us a cop-out for doing nothing. Mm. We still have to get busy fighting our sin. We need to look at scripture and do what it tells you to do. If you're struggling with saying nasty things about someone, have you prayed for God's blessing on that person? Have you tried to bless them yourself? Prayer, memorizing scripture, and accountability are always a classic trio for conquering sin. And I would add too that like here we're talking about um, those are good and that's a really good thing to think about. I I would have loved to have met your grandma by the way. Mm. Um, But I think it's important like in the area of selfishness to actually start thinking about questions that have to do with that too like am I being selfish and where is it coming from because oftentimes selfishness I think slides in with other sin like you said pride or maybe jealousy right and so I think we have to start with our hearts Um, I I really think questions are good it's really good to ask ourselves things so Kira um, what are some good questions that we could ask ourselves to kind of weed through that mind and our heart to figure out if we're struggling with this sin of selfishness. Okay, so we let's not skip the obvious one. Is this how I want to be treated? It's mm. not just for kids. <laughs> so, that sounds like the tricks commercial. Right? <laughs> it's not just for kids. <laughs> so, and is what I'm doing costing someone else something? It might be. And what that person might really want is to be blessing you, but you at least need to know that it is costing them. Mm. What have I done to serve others around me today? Yesterday, last week, where is my trajectory going? Hmm. Where is my example leading? What have I denied myself lately? What have I sacrificed for someone else? Who am I praying for? Whose needs do you need to find out about so that you can meet them? Do you need to get more involved in someone's life in order to put them first? Hmm. Who is your mentor? Who is your mentee? What words have I spoken that I would not have spoken if I were in front of that person? what entertainment am I using that's pushing me towards selfishness? Hmm. So some of those questions are just life questions because selfishness is so rooted in pride that it's always going to be what we're fighting. It's a little bit like fighting sin, all sin. Yeah. And really, they're applicable to, those questions are really applicable to any sin. Right. One thing Colossians tells us is to put off the old self and put on the new. And it tells us, uh, in fact, I'm just going to read it. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you two walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self and its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. So, I picked that because I love the section at the very beginning where it says to um, put to death these sins. It tells us to put them to death. So Kara, how do we actually do this? Like what are some really practical ways? 
I think a really good thing to do since this is a podcast for women is to kind of break up the seasons of a woman's life and talk a little bit about it because selfishness and really any sin end up all over our lives at any season, but they kind of change. I mean, I think we sometimes deal with them differently. Definitely. At different things. Okay, so let's just start with what you and I are, which is wives. What about a wife? Well, I mean, one way we can help out our husbands with the sexual immorality and, well, seemingly everything else, is by being available to them. The stats on men and porn are mind-boggling. I hope that we as Christian women are good at helping out our husbands by being available even when it's difficult. And I hear you because I have 10 children and I'm in a funk that I don't even know if it's sleep deprivation or postpartum depression. (laughs) I've got a four-month baby and a four-month baby pouch. (laughs) I am not feeling cute. Right. And yet... We have to care. Mm -hmm. So my advice to you and to myself is to put some effort in and get good at it. But anyway, moving on. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's important to talk about. Yes. I think there are a lot of times that women selfishly refuse to do that. Right. Right. And I don't think they know the danger they're causing their husbands. Yes. I agree. Okay. So you kind of talked a little bit about this because you talked about how you're up at night. But what about Mm. as a mom? Like, let's talk about it with our kids. Okay, so if we're moms, you're probably doing a bunch of selfless acts all day. Whether you even want to or not, you're already doing it. So to do it well, you need to do it with love and with a good attitude. Hmm. And that attitude always has that trickle-down effect. If we set our minds on ourselves rather than things above, our children will too. Hmm. And also, this is just a practical way. Sometimes I want these really big, lofty things, and it's it's really not day-to-day life. Planning things out has really helped me be more selfless. Hmm. To discipline myself and to sit down and redeem the time. We're all busy, but if we don't plan out some of these selfless deeds, they don't happen. Right. One thing I'm working on and showing selflessness to my children is by keeping a routine and is by setting a routine and keeping it hmm. by putting people down for nap when they need to go to nap or wake up or go to bed have meals when I know they're hungry instead of just putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and everyone being grumpy it's a subtle way but it really is being selfless by hmm. being prepared so there you wouldn't really think about that that's interesting I love that you brought that out Because I I like to plan and organize things, but sometimes we get into the idea that being selfless, the only way we're selfless is like, I don't know, when our kids are throwing up and we're cleaning up puke. That is selfless. It is. But it is selfless to do the things that are in our homes to take care of our children. That's good. That's good. Right. I mean, and there are times, like recently happened to me when I'm making Indian chicken and I just sub out a little bit of mint essential oil instead of mint leaves. Uh Uh-oh. And you think it's going to be fine. And you end up getting takeout because dinner is horrible. (laughs) That's different than having no idea what you're going to do for dinner again, which is going to happen sometimes. So being prepared is this beautiful way to serve your family better. And that's actually a selfless thing. It is. Yeah. Selfless. Yes. Not selfish. I thought I said selfish. It's a selfless (laughs) thing. (laughs) These words should be more different. Yes. But so, I mean, and I'm using a big menu details I've got like three different grocery stores that'll give me free delivery and it's still this fight Hmm. and I think there are also people that are really good at this planning stuff and 
it's hard for them to let people ruin their plans and be selfless to them that way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but so selfless isn't always fancy or exciting. For me right now, it looks like getting up at 6.15, whether the baby was up all night or not. And honestly, she usually is. <laughs> it's making breakfast before my school kids go to bed at a reasonable time so they can actually eat it. It's disciplining when discipline is needed rather than just looking away because I'm so tired. Right. It's keeping a schedule and structure and ugh, it's trying really hard to be punctual even though I'm failing so bad at it. It's making a meal for someone whose husband's away. Sometimes it's saying no to something that you really love to do because the commitments in your life are already all you can handle. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it because like I said a little bit ago sometimes we get this idea uh, that we need to be a martyr yes and I think that's kind of what you're saying you're saying you don't have to really be a martyr so to speak you just need to do the things that God puts in front of us yes I think actually a martyr and I'm not talking about a Christian martyr who died for the faith you know trusting in Christ I'm talking about that martyr syndrome really that's actually rooted in selfishness because we want everyone to see all the many things that we do right right and so we're kind of like look at me look at all the things I've done all day and (laughs) isn't this amazing but really that's actually interesting it's really rooted in pride and selfishness yes yes again all the sin in our lives connects to each other we've just connected some more dots there Kara all right what about with extended family like like you talked earlier about mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws with the story of Ruth like can we actually be selfless towards our mother-in-law or what about the other extended family? You know, we all have that aunt or cousin who's just hard to get along with. Yeah, that is really hard. Really hard. And I know amazing godly women that are terrible mother-in-laws and terrible daughter-in-laws. I don't know why this one is so hard, but I know that it is. So step one, keep your mouth shut. Hmm. And that's not enough, but it is a first step mm-hmm. so step two would be repenting of the thoughts that are in your heart and step three treat them like the dear friend that you love easily until they actually are wow that's really helpful all three of those but especially that last one but so keep your mouth shut and then repent and then what's the last one again treat them like the friend that you love easily until they are hmm. wow that's good So also, when you're criticized for something that doesn't matter, that you don't do, or that you do well, just take the criticism. Do some introspection and apply what's useful. Ask the Holy Spirit to point out sin if it's there. Maybe ask someone you trust if they see it too. My sister is very good for that. She loves me through and through, but she is not afraid to tell me, if I ask her, thankfully, (laughs) if there really is sin there. Huh. I love that. That's 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 also, a, I mean, being willing to tell somebody what's going on is actually a selfless thing to do. It is. It is. If you really love them. Yes. And you can always do it in prideful spirits too. So. <laughs> sure. Okay, what about our church family? How can we live selfless in the body of Christ? So that's kind of a funny way because, honestly, the ways are endless. I mean, making meals and helping someone move are a guarantee. That's yeah. just absolutely going to happen. And you'll probably have to move a piano sometime. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
other than that, it's not really a cookie cutter kind of question because once you start being selfless to a whole group of people, you might find yourself on stage getting pretend tied up by bad guys at a VBS <laughs> or pulling cattails out of a pond or hospitality with someone you don't have much in common with. These are all things I have seen. I think it was just the last six months. Oh, wow. Oh, at wow. our church. Um, it's calling out someone in sin and you really don't want to. It's being called out on your sin and taking it well. Hmm. It's getting to know. It's definitely getting to know and love the widows in your church. Yeah. It's being vulnerable with someone and meeting their need or letting them meet yours. Sometimes that's the hard one. Yeah. But our God is creative. So the sky's the limit. Some of the ways that we're going to serve each other and serve our Lord are going to look pretty silly. But they're still serving. It's and that's still, still selfish. That's great. Those are great. I love that you said that the ways to serve or the ways to be selfless in the body of Christ are just endless. Like yeah. you really can't make a list because no. nobody probably thought today I'm going to go pull cattails out of the pond. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. That just was what was needed. It's what was needed. And there were leeches in that nasty pond. Oh, too. yeah, 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 yeah. OK, what about neighbors or maybe we would even say unbelievers? I mean, we might have neighbors who love God, too. But sure. let's just put them all together. Okay, so since we're being real on this podcast, I'm just going to have to be honest here and let you know I, I failed at this one really pretty pretty hard before I succeeded. Okay. <laughs> so I have a married lesbian couple who moved across the streets, and I really just didn't know how I wanted to handle that. What do I tell my kids? What do I do to serve them? What does their relationship with them look like? And, and kind of juggling those thoughts, I just did absolutely nothing. Okay, that is a very hard, you know, we, we all, we're going to have people who are very unlike us, right. around us. Right, and we still have to navigate those things instead of doing nothing, like I did. And then one day, one of them brought me my dog who was in the middle of the road. And so she had shown me love when I had done nothing. Hmm. And I'm the one who knows Christ. Hmm. So sometimes the Holy Spirit smacks me upside the head, and that was definitely one of those times. Since then, I've been determined to just love them and show them kindness at every opportunity. It's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. So I want to reflect that. And love is messy. So we need to get our hands messy. Hmm. Well, I love that because that's a real life example from your life. And I know that um, God can change any heart. Right. And we need to be loving. And when there's an opportunity to speak truth... We speak truth, right? That's yes. being selfless also. Yes, it is. And we do it in a way that is kind. These are really good things. I love it. Okay, before we finish up, I think one thing we could do and talk about is how when we're fighting a sin like selfless, no, I did it again, oh, selfishness, yes. good grief, catch it. Oh, selfishness, no. when we're fighting selfishness or any sin, it is helpful to memorize a verse or two. Always. In my life, when I have struggled with yelling at my kids or being angry, I, I remember memorizing a few little verses. They were actually a little bit, they were powerful. Mm -hmm. So what would be some verses that a woman might want to memorize because she might be struggling with selfishness? Sure. So there's Philippians 2, 3, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Mm, I love that. I love that whole chapter. It's a good one. Yes. 1 Corinthians 10, 24, let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Hmm. Mark 12, 31, 
You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other command greater than this. Hmm. And Acts 20.24, But I do not account my life of any value, nor is precious to myself. If only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Yeah, those are good. Those would be the kind of, um, as an, uh, a friend of mine once said, refrigerator verses. Yes. Like you write them on a little <laughs> card and you stick them on your refrigerator because we all go there three or four times a day, you know, mm-hmm. to cook food. And I think those are good because they're reminders. And maybe that's something you want to do. Maybe you're struggling with selfishness. Maybe you are just now seeing selfishness in yourself because I think sometimes we do not see it. Yes. And I think it's good to memorize a verse. So I encourage you to do that. And we'll put those in our show notes so you can grab those references. Kara, thank you so much for coming on today. Would you pray for us? I'd be glad to. Lord Jesus, I praise you because you are every good thing that we're trying to be like. You gave us your son while we were still sinners. Make our hearts to hear the voice of your Holy Spirit and guide us. Show us the ways that we're selfish. Make us grow. Thank you for your forgiveness. May we each know you better every day. Show us how to love one another. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Kara, for coming on. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. And thank you for joining us today. I'm really thankful for the opportunity that we had to hash through some of these topics, specifically selfishness and selflessness. And I said it right that time. (laughs) It is really helpful to me, and I hope that it was helpful to you. Hey, don't forget, you can let me know if you have been encouraged or blessed by an episode or if there's some more questions you have at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Next time, we're going to be focusing on another step in selflessness, and that is restoring broken relationships. We're going to talk about how to do that and what God calls us to do. I am guessing this is going to be putting this selflessness into practice, right? I hope you'll join us. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress, because of God until then.